God bless to everyone. I hope that this series catches you in perfect health and perfect peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, this is the Faith Power Hour, where we encourage the lost and the found to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Come on, let's bow our heads in prayer with Sister Charlene Martin, who will go before the Lord for us, making requests known. Yes, making our requests known unto him. Yes, to the glory and honor of God, the true and living God, Elohim, Jehovah. Come on, bow your heads now in Jesus' name. Good morning, Heavenly Father, Son, and precious Holy Ghost. Good morning to all my brothers and sisters. Good morning to each and every member of God's Living Water Ministry. Lord, we thank you for your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, if it had not been for your Son who carried a cross and died on a cross, where would we be? Lord, we just thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, Lord. We thank you for letting us have another chance to get it right, Lord. And the right way is being with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our health and our strength, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for carrying us day by day, Lord. Lord, we just praise your holy name. Lord, we pray for those that wanted to be here but was not able to be here, Lord. Lord, we pray for all our children, Lord. Lord, we pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this world, Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray for each and every one will look and hope that they will look to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray that the children will seek you, Lord, in everything that they do, Lord. Lord, we pray for your temple, Lord. Lord, we pray that many will come on in and rejoice in your loving name, Lord. Lord, you said, come unto me who are weary, weary, and I will give you rest. Lord, thank you for being so loving, caring, forgiving, and merciful. Lord, we love you and thank you. Lord, we shall rejoice in your loving name forever and ever. Lord, we pray for all our brothers and sisters. We pray for Pastor First Lady. Lord, we pray for each and every member of God's Living Water Ministry. Lord, we pray for the seekers and non-believers. Lord, we pray for all our families. Lord, Lord, we just pray for each and every one, Heavenly Father. We just pray for that that they will come unto you, Heavenly Father, and just look on, unto you, up to you, Heavenly Father, and just, you know, want to get to know you and... Once they get to know you, they know it'll be a wonderful feeling, Heavenly Father. They should, you know, no one shouldn't want to know you, Heavenly Father. But, you know, Satan is always out there trying to condemn some, you know, mess with somebody's mind, Heavenly Father. But what we know that if they believe and trust and have faith in you, Heavenly Father, and open your book, your loving word, Heavenly Father, that they will know that it is you that really speaking to them, Heavenly Father, through all their trials and tribulations, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just come upon before you, for, you know, just asking for forgiveness for whatever that was wrong, anything that we have done wrong, Heavenly Father. We ask you to just cleanse us, Heavenly Father, and just, just forgive us, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just love you, love you, love you. We love you for just being who you are, Heavenly Father. You know, I love you for who you are, Heavenly Father. Lord, you have brought us all from a mighty, mighty long way, Heavenly Father. You never turn your back on us. You're always there, Heavenly Father. So we don't need to worry about a thing, Heavenly Father. All we got to do is keep on praying, trusting, and believing in you, Heavenly Father, and keeping that faith, Heavenly Father, because we know you will not, 
you're not here to hurt us. You're here to help us, Heavenly Father, and let us have a better life. And that better life is with you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just just want to keep on praising you and glorifying your name, Heavenly Father. We just, you know, there's no, you know, I can't get enough of praising you, Heavenly Father. Yes, I have my trials and tribulations, Heavenly Father, but who doesn't, Heavenly Father? So I just keep, you know, keep praising you, Heavenly Father, because I know you will make a way out of no ways, Heavenly Father. You are the truth and the light, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for all things, Heavenly Father. We all thank you for all things, Heavenly Father. We just pray that all nations will come together one day, Heavenly Father, and we can all live in peace and harmony and joy, Heavenly Father. For that's what you want us to do, Heavenly Father. You want us to rejoice in your name and just get along and, you know, just... Just give praise to you, Heavenly Father, because you, you know, you make ways out of no ways, Heavenly Father. So we just want to praise you and glorify you, Heavenly Father. Lord, just touch our souls one by one, name by name, Heavenly Father. Lord, you know, you speak to each and every one of us, Heavenly Father, and we should just listen to you, Heavenly Father, because you don't stir us wrong, Heavenly Father. So whatever we you want us to do, Heavenly Father, we should just go and obey you, Heavenly Father. Because that is the best way to do it, Heavenly Father. We just want to keep seeking you in everything that we do, Heavenly Father. Lord, this is my prayer to you in your loving name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Well, good evening and praise the Lord. It is the Faith Power Hour once again coming to you in the name of Jesus Christ, God's Living Water Ministry, CLG, where we encourage the lost and the found to seek the Lord while he may be found, to call upon his name while he is near. Yes, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding to acknowledge him. Yes, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. This is the key now. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and flee from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Yes, the Bible says here in Isaiah 55, which I quoted earlier, uh, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. It is time for us to do that today as we see the terror and the violence and the heinous crime sweeping across this earth. It is time for us to take a stand. It is really time for us to make some demands on our politicians, on our governors and our mayors, to make a stand within our own homes, within our own minds and within our own hearts. He says here in verse 7 of Isaiah 55, he says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And lo, our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God is looking to give us a life abundant. 
the abundant life that he promised in John 10, 10, but he can't give us that because we are moving in a direction that's far and far away from him. Yes, I know God is everywhere and no one can deny that, but our hearts are not for him. In a lot of ways, our hearts are against God and his ways. And he begins to say here in verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. He wants us to know that his way of life for us, we have fell from. And that is because we have taken God out of our system as the children of Israel did back in the days of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 8. We allowed ourselves to believe that we can do without God and that we can fall to the tyranny or the beliefs of other nations, that they would not allow us to call on the Lord, our name, the name of our God in the sight of their children or even in their presence. So we obeyed them instead of God. And we began to call on the higher powers or we would not name God because we didn't want to offend anyone. And the Bible says, if you're ashamed of me before man, I will be ashamed of you when I come to collect my Jews, when I come to get my purchase possession, when I come to get my people who trust in me. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has turned away from God, but I am saying as a nation, we are guilty. And now our children are suffering because of it. Our children are our future. And I know you heard that saying many times before, so I don't want to have a cliche going here. But we are allowing the enemy to permeate the minds of our children and our children are killing one another. They are going to school, packing guns and shooting up their classmates. And we have to wonder where is all of this learned? It's learned in our homes where we allow them to watch video games that blood and guts and murder, guns and Uzis and knives and all sorts of weapons are being used. And our children are learning how to use them to win in a game. And they sit on these games hour after hour. And our attention is directed elsewhere when our attention should be directed on our children. What we allow our children to take in, they learn. Yeah, they are like sponges. Are we allowing our children to learn the evil that is on those video games? I know a lot of people say that does, is not the case. That is not the reason for all the evil in the world. But you got to know Satan will use whatever he can to demonize your children. And our kids as little uh, babies, boys and girls, don't grow up uh, into murderers because they haven't learned this skill of killing. They learned it. They don't just grow that way. Uh, their minds is, uh, how would you say it, trained 
to learn these things. Their minds are trained by the manufacturers who create these uh, games for our children to play. Yeah. Race cards is okay. I understand we want our kid to be happy. So we sit them down at a game and allow them to play this game. And the next thing you know, we're buying the first game that says blood and guts. And they learn how to run people over with cars. They're learning these things on these games and they can't differentiate uh, what is good and what is evil because they're being taught that this is normal. Yes, the game is teaching them that it is normal. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, yes, it says to train up a child. Yes. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We represent or address that or present that to everyone as in the word of God. But did you know that by allowing your child to sit in front of a video game that, that is full of blood and guts and killing, uh, rape and murder, did you know that you're training your child up? Yes, in the way that they believe you would have them to go. And in many days, they will not turn from it. But what they will turn to is murdering someone. Yes, it's happening right now today. If you look at the rate of children killing themselves or killing somebody and take their history, look at their history. What were they doing before this happened? When we fill out reports, we say, what happened before the child uh, committed this crime? Well, we can say, oh, they. this is one of the games that they play. There is witnesses that can say they play these games every day. We hear this on the news all the time. And so what we're allowing our children to do in our homes, we're teaching them. Yes, we're training them to be these murderers. We're training them to be killers. Why? Because we leave them at these games so that they can learn this stuff. Oh, you say, oh, that wasn't our intention. Yeah, I believe it wasn't your intention. I truly agree with that. But because we didn't prioritize what our children was taking in, we allow that game to permeate their mind. Therefore, they are being trained up, if not by you, they're being trained up by Satan. And Satan is building an army right inside your home. You don't have to believe this, but watch the games that your children are playing. Watch the things that they are doing. Watch their mannerisms and their way of speech, how they talk to people, how they look at people. When I'm serious, when I say look at people, watch them. Watch the innocence of your child disappear. Yes, and they become mature. Mature in, not in the way that you would want them to mature, but they mature in evil. Yes, even a four-year-old can mature into evil right before your eyes. It is up to us to direct our children in the way that we want them to go. Yes, and that's to let them learn about God. It is so important for us to now take back what we have lost, bringing God back into our lives. The children of Israel found out 
after they had asked Samuel to give them a king like other nations back in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 8, read all about it. They realized that that was the worst thing that they could have done because they fell so deep into sin that they couldn't even pull them on, their own selves up out of it. Our children, we are watching our children being demoralized by Satan. He's happy about it and you think that there's nothing wrong with it. So he allows you, hallelujah, to, he puts blinders on your eyes so you're in the kitchen or in your room, whatever you do in your office and, and your kids are sitting in front of that game hour after hour after hour. What they are learning, a skill of killing. Yes. Bible continuously tells us that it says here in Psalms 127 verse 3 it says lo children are in heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward God gives us our children it is because of God that we have children these love bundles I call them I love my children and I would not allow them to uh, play games that uh, where you would see depictions of murder and uh, um, stabbings and shootings. I didn't. I don't want my children to see that. And the television programs that they watch, I monitor it as best I can that they're watching educational movies or lifetime movies that can help them and encourage them that these are not. This is not the way to go. But we have to be the one to take the priority in our home to the highest level. Our children are our future. We just witnessed a mass shooting in a school where a young man takes a weapon to school and begins to shoot up his classmates. This thing is prevalent. And why is it prevalent? We can't blame it on the gun lobbyists. Let's stop that now. We, uh, if you sell a loaf of bread, you sell a loaf of bread. And you eat the loaf of bread. There are products on the market. And if we keep blaming the manufacturers and not ourselves, oh, hallelujah. If we keep doing that, then we're still, we're looking at not the solution, but we're looking at the cause. We are looking at the cause of the problem. Yes, we know it is the guns. Perfect example. Our children, when we sit them down to eat, we give them healthy meals. We want them to eat their vegetables. We want them to eat healthy because we want them to grow. We want them to grow and that their bodies be nourished. So we give them something healthy for their body. Well, when it comes to the mind, we forget. It's not just in the kitchen, but it is also in the living room. It is also in the bedroom. What we are giving them for their minds to absorb. And if we're giving them these things, these games, yes, it is us. We can't blame the manufacturer because he's selling it. We're the ones that bought it. We got to take back the control. So I don't give my kids unhealthy foods. Yes, if your child is eating at McDonald's every single night, yeah, that's, that's a problem. If you're not in the kitchen cooking, yes, that's a problem. So now your child has a, 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 a happy meal with a controller in his hand where he's learning or he or she is learning to kill people. Yes, 
and eating unhealthy food at the same time. See, so we got to understand it is not the manufacturer. We can say, oh, you shouldn't make those things. Well, they're they're making money. That's what they do. That's what people do. You make pocketbooks. You sell pocketbooks. That's what you do. Nobody has to buy your pocketbook, but they go out and buy your pocketbook because they like it. If you don't like the games that are being manufactured, that are being made and sold, don't buy them. And definitely don't give them to your children. And parents, we shouldn't be sitting around playing those games either. No. In my house, my children, they are still saying nursery rhymes. I love that. And they these songs sound good to them and they still learn them. They're learning what they need to learn. But I will not buy a game that where they can watch people being killed and I'm sitting here thinking that that's a good thing. I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to blame the manufacturer. I'm going to blame myself because I went out and bought it. The other point I want to make is, is that we need to bring prayer back into our schools. We need to stop letting the government tell us what we can do with our children and tell them what we're going to do with our children. We're not saying that it's all right for us to offend anyone because that's not what we're trying to do. But it's likewise, it's not right for you to offend me. So if I want to have prayer in the schools and my child would like to pull aside and pray, my child should be able to pull aside and pray. And if there's two or three, four of them that gather together and pray, it should be all right for them to pray. The problem with our school system, the problem with our governmental system is that we have taken God out of our lives. Yep, yep, there's a million people. I know what you're gonna say. There's a lot of people going to the church, going to the temple on Sunday. There's many spiritual groups. Yes, you can go on the internet and listen to the word of God. But I am trying to tell you that everywhere we go, the word of God needs to be planted. Yes, everywhere you go, the word of God needs to be planted. Prayer needs to be the first and foremost. Our politicians are not going to help us when it comes to the killing that's going on in the world. They will hear of it and get together and have big meetings and do nothing about it. The meetings are to appease you, not to help you. You got to understand you have the control by your voice. Yes, not your voice to man, but your voice to God. When you cry out to God, he listens. And in a time of trouble, he will hear you and he will come down from heaven and he will see to your need. Yes, he will. But you got to start believing it because if you keep believing the politicians, more and more of our future is going to be snuffed away. Yes, yes. So there's two things that we can do. We can go write letters and petitions, draw them up and say, we want prayer back into our schools. We want prayer back into our courthouses. We want the Ten Commandments to be brought back into play. Yes, I know that today we are under grace, but that grace that God has given us is being taken for granted because now the world is being permeated and no one is standing up to it. You don't have to serve God to demand that prayer be brought back in to your children's schools. 
all you have to do is respect God and acknowledge that he is God. God doesn't force anyone to serve him, but it has never been wrong to pray. It has never been a wrong thing to pray. The nation of America was built on prayer. It was built on our politicians respecting the name of God. Yes, yes, read back, read back. They always quote it to us, but they never take it or make it a priority. It is time for us to make it a priority. It's time for our children to stop killing one another. It's time for our children to stop fighting against one another. It's time for our children to start loving one another. And if that love is going to take place, it's going to take you to teach your children about love and not about hate. To teach them to, to respect their fellow classmates and not bully their classmates. To teach them to love one another with all their hearts. Yes, just as we love God with all of our hearts. It's time. It is time now that we take up the cause. Yes for our children's sake. Yes, yeah, so when you're at home, the discipline that we give our children, the greatest discipline of all is love. Discipline means to teach, to help them to learn what is. Yes, what is right and what is wrong. That's what discipline is. When you discipline a child, you're disciplining them because they've done something wrong and you want to teach them what is right. Well, that's why love is the greatest discipline of all. Because if you teach a child to love, yes, have you hugged your child today? Before your child is swept away from you, have you hugged your child? Have you put your arms around your child and told them that you love them? Yes, kiss them on the cheek. Have them hug you. Day by day, do this, teaching your kids to love. When you, when they, when you send them off to school, Tell them to respect their classmates, respect the teachers. Teach them, put this in their minds and in their hearts. Yes, and take those games away from them. Take those murderous games, don't buy them for Christmas. What you're doing is buying your child. Don't even buy it for birthdays. Christmas is not just uh, the holiday where we buy gifts. Sometimes there's just no holiday, we just buying gifts, buying games. Don't buy them anymore. Buy them educational things. Yes, take and watch their phones. Lock this stuff down. Watch and prioritize from sun up to sundown. You, we need to do this. We need to do it now. Too many kids are being lost. We're burying our children when our children should be waiting for us to reach a ripe old age and bury us. We will have no future. We will have no future if we continue this, it says here in the book of Matthew 18, one through three, it says, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He says to them that it is the children. The children are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven because of their humbleness, because of their innocence. Yes, God wants us to be like children. He wants us to come to him as though we are children or else we can have no part of the kingdom of heaven. We want our children to have a good life, not a bad life, not a sorrowful life. 
We want we don't want our children sitting up in the midst of psychiatrists and and doctors and taking medication. Why? Because of what we've done to them. They can't even grow up to be innocent because of the games that we're putting in their hands. Listen, we got to stop blaming the gun manufacturers and the game, the men of war of game manufacturers. We got to stop blaming them. They're going to keep on trying to make money. If you stop buying them, they won't be able to make no money. And then they'll make something that you will buy. But we have to stand up and say no more, not my child. Do you love your child? Today, Faith Power Hour has a big concern. So we want to reach out to our schools. We want to bring prayer, yes, and supplication back into our schools. We want our children to be safe. If we teach this to our children, we will achieve a lot. We may not get everybody, but it's a start. Where the children of Israel took God out of their lives, forced him away, we can ask God to come back in. Yes, we can. We can ask God, he said, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. Yes. Will you draw nearer unto God? Will you allow God, yes, to be in your children's life? I would like to say that because you don't serve God, doesn't mean your child doesn't need to know about God. I like the scripture here in Isaiah 54. If you would go with me for just a little while, Isaiah 54, grab your Bibles. Yes, you know I don't like to read alone. Uh, it is important that you hear the words as well. Isaiah 54, and we'll start at the 13th verse. Praise the Lord. And it says, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. We want our children to have peace in their lives. We want them to play with one another and to love one another. In verse 14, it says, In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. We want our children to live safe, humble, and respected lives. When I say respected lives, are we respecting the life of our children? Are we giving them what is best for them? Because whether you know it or not, the best thing for them is God. Are we allowing them to experience that? We let them experience everything else. Take the games away and open up the Bible and let them experience God. They have a right to experience God just as much as they have a right if you're, if you're giving them that right to learn how to kill, steal, and destroy because that's what Satan came to do. Kill, steal, and destroy. Yes, at some point we're going to have to take accountability for what's happening with our children. These two parents, they have to take accountability for what's happened, what their child has done. 
And soon it is going to fall on all of America. And you cannot blame the manufacturers. No, that won't work. You can talk to the politicians all you want. They will just appease you. It's time for you and me to make a stand. It's time for you and me to go out on the limb for our children. Speak up. No more games. Tell your children it will not be allowed in your home. If you don't want killing in your schools, then you should not want killing in your homes. By no stretch of the imagination, those games that you bring into the home to and allow your child to sit hour after hour after hour, you're bringing killing, molestation, destruction, evil into your home. And then you wonder what happened to your child. Today, make a stand. God's Living Water Ministry, CLG, Faith Power Hour. We're encouraging you today to love your children, to do whatever it takes to show them that you love them. Wrap your arms around them as if it is the last day. Hug them with every breath, every beat of your heart. Let them feel the love. Because when they begin to feel that love that's coming from you, that's being generated from you, the hate and the sorrow and the oppression, the depression, it will begin to fade away. Our children are depressed, anxiety driven because of what they watch, what they see. Give them something else to look at. Yeah, mommy and daddy, grandma, grandpa. Yes, auntie and uncle, big brother, big sister. Yeah, allow them to see you, to see your arms opened up wide and let them know that you love them. Yes, the word of God says, suffer not the little children to come unto me for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Suffer not the little children. Yes, to come unto me. Forbid them not, Jesus said, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Last but not least, I want to encourage you that if you don't know God, yes, it's time to get to know him. It's time to Give God your life. I know you have heard it many, many times before, and this is not your expectations, but we need to preach it today, that the Lord has made himself available to you by way of the cross. Yes, the cross of Calvary. I know that you have heard it for yourself, that he gave his life, that you might have life. And so if you don't know him today for the remission of your sins, that's all he wants to do is cleanse you from all unrighteousness, to cleanse you from your sins. We need to change our minds, change our thoughts, change our way of living. Yes. In order to bring some righteousness back into this world, we can do it. Yes. Jesus is coming anyway. It doesn't make a difference. He's coming again. The same way he came on that starry night. And it was already prophesied. Well, it's prophesied again, even by Jesus himself, that he said he will come again. Yes. 
His father will send him at the right time. But I'm telling you, he came before and he will come again. The first time he came was that our souls might be saved. He said, I came that you might have life and have that life abundantly. I came, yes, to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's the way, that's the reason. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father except by me. So if you don't know him today, it's harmless, hallelujah, for him to take away your sins. He's not going to hurt you. But what he is going to do is prove to you his love for you. It's not going to hurt at all. What's hurting you today is Satan. God only wants to love you. Will you give him that chance to love you? I always say, if it don't work out for you, then you don't have to do it. But I guarantee you that it will work for you because God never fails. There is nothing that he can fail at. As a matter of fact, that's the only thing that God can't do. He, he can do all things, but he cannot fail. He cannot fail. He has not the ability to fail. So I'm here to tell you today, if you just give him a chance, give him one chance, he can change our system. He can change our lifestyle. Yes, he will. Just by you opening up your heart. If you don't know him today, in the book of Romans, Paul spoke these words in chapter 10, verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, just confess him. Just confess him that you know that there is a God and that there is a Lord Jesus. Just confess it and shalt believe in thine heart and believe it as well. You have to believe in him for God said he sent his son that all those who would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He says that if you believe in thine heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's all you got to do is believe. Yes, confess. For it says in verse 10, for the heart, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, freedom from sin. If you do this today, you will change your life greatly. You will have given your life to the one who created life and to the one who will give you the abundance of life. Yes, will you give your life to Christ today? All you got to do is say, I believe. I believe in Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Say to yourself right there where you are, forgive me, Lord for I have sinned, and before you only have I sinned. Tell him that you want him to be your savior. Lord, I need you to be my savior. Just say those words. This is your child's future. Will you do it for your children? Yes, again, it won't hurt. He just wants to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. For it says here, in the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
My friends today, if you have spoken those words, God has come into your heart. Jesus Christ has forgiven you and the mercy and grace that he came to give belongs to you. It belonged to you anyway. It was just that you had not accepted it. But today, if you have spoken those words, you accepted the free gift of salvation. And now you will reap the joys of his everlasting love. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You will reap the joy of his everlasting love. And your kids, yes, your children will reap the peace of God. Yes, hallelujah. That joy, that everlasting joy. John 15, he says, I give you my joy that your joy may remain full. I thank God and I hope that I was able to encourage you in some kind of way. Remember, our children are our future. It wasn't just a song that was created and sung, it's the truth. Don't let our future die right in our living rooms, in their bedrooms. Don't let our future die. Do what's right in your home so that when they go out into the community, we will see a change. Yes. Change your mind. Paul says in the book of Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercy of Jesus Christ, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be ye in the world, but not of the world. Yes, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is that good and acceptable will of God the Father. Yes, Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you. This is the Faith Power Hour signing off. And if you are a child of God and you know him, stick and stay because great things are about to happen. Yes, blessings are coming your way. And those of you who have given your life to Christ, look out. He's got a blessing coming for you too. I thank God for all that he has done right now today. Father, in your name, Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the acknowledgement, O oh Lord God, of us. O oh Lord God, if not for you, we would be lost. Every day of our lives, we would be lost. But you made it possible. Yes, you did, Lord God. And we thank you for it, all that you have done. Help us now on this journey that we secure our children, Lord God, in your hands. Up next, we will hear Sister Salome Robinson, who will talk to us concerning 1 Samuel chapter 8. God bless you. Love your child. Hold your child. Hug your child. Do what's necessary to show your child love. God bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
morning, Heavenly Father, Son, and Precious Holy Ghost. Good morning to all my brothers and sisters. Good morning to each and every member of God's Living Water Ministry. Lord, we thank you for your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, if it had not been for your Son who carried a cross and died on a cross, where would we be? Lord, we just thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, Lord. We thank you for letting us have another chance to get it right, Lord. And the right way is being with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our health and our strength, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for carrying us day by day, Lord. Lord, we just praise your holy name. Lord, we pray for those that wanted to be here but was not able to be here, Lord. Lord, we pray for all our children, Lord. Lord, we pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this world, Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray for each and every one will look and hope that they will look to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray that the children will seek you, Lord, in everything that they do, Lord. Lord, we pray for your temple, Lord. Lord, we pray that many will come on in and rejoice in your loving name, Lord. Lord, you said, come unto me who are weary, weary, and I will give you rest. Lord, thank you for being so loving, caring, forgiving, and merciful. Lord, we love you and thank you. Lord, we shall rejoice in your loving name forever and ever. Lord, we pray for all our brothers and sisters. We pray for Pastor First Lady. Lord, we pray for each and every member of God's Living Water Ministry. Lord, we pray for the seekers and non-believers. Lord, we pray for all our families. Lord, Lord, we just pray for each and every one, Heavenly Father. We just pray for that that they will come unto you, Heavenly Father, and just look un- unto you, up to you, Heavenly Father, and just, you know, want to get to know you. And once they get to know you, they know it'll be a wonderful feeling, Heavenly Father. They should, you know, no one shouldn't want to know you, Heavenly Father. But, you know, Satan is always out there trying to condemn some, you know, mess with somebody's mind, Heavenly Father. But when we know that if they believe and trust and have faith in you, Heavenly Father, and open your book, your loving word, Heavenly Father, that they will know that it is you that really speaking to them, Heavenly Father, through all their trials and tribulations, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just come upon before you, for, you know, just asking for forgiveness for whatever that was wrong, anything that we have done wrong, Heavenly Father. We ask you just cleanse us, Heavenly Father, and just, just forgive us, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just love you, love you, love you. We love you for just being who you are, Heavenly Father. You know, I love you for who you are, Heavenly Father. Lord, you have brought us all from a mighty, mighty long way, Heavenly Father. You never turn your back on us. You're always there, Heavenly Father. So we don't need to worry about a thing, Heavenly Father. All we got to do is keep on praying, trusting, and believing in you, Heavenly Father, and keeping that faith, Heavenly Father, because we know you are not. You're not here to hurt us. You're here to help us, Heavenly Father, and let us have a better life. And that better life is with you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just just want to keep on praising you and glorifying your name, Heavenly Father. We just, you know, there's no, you know, I can't get enough of praising you, Heavenly Father. Yes, I have my trials and tribulations, Heavenly Father, but who doesn't, Heavenly Father? So I just keep, you know, keep praising you, Heavenly Father, because I know you will make a way out of no ways, Heavenly Father. You are the truth and the light, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for all things, Heavenly Father. We all thank you for all things, Heavenly Father. We just pray that all nations will come together one day, Heavenly Father. And we can all live in peace and harmony and joy, Heavenly Father. For that's what you want us to do, Heavenly Father. You want us to rejoice in your name and just get along. And, you know, just just give praise to you, Heavenly Father. Because, you, you know, you make ways out of no ways, Heavenly Father. So we just want to praise you and glorify you, Heavenly Father. 
Lord, just touch our souls one by one, name by name, Heavenly Father. Lord, you know, you speak to each and every one of us, Heavenly Father, and we should just listen to you, Heavenly Father, because you don't stir us wrong, Heavenly Father. So whatever we you want us to do, Heavenly Father, we should just go and obey you, Heavenly Father, because that is the best way to do it, Heavenly Father. We just want to keep seeking you in everything that we do, Heavenly Father. Lord, this is my prayer to you, in your loving name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen.